0: Um, uh, we got a few things to talk about this week, and at least one of them, uh, revolves specifically around something that has angered both of us quite deeply.
1: Yeah, I'm usually not negative. But... I'm negative for, this week.
0: For a good chunk of this episode, we're, we're not we're not gonna be friendly. No. And, and it's a shame. Not at all. But there's a very good reason for it. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, we'll, we'll do what, uh what Stewie Griffin once called the compliment sandwich. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll leave that in the middle and surround it with a couple of things that will be a little bit more fun to talk about.
1: This is the second time today somebody in this house has quoted Stewie Griffin, and it's a little troubling.
0: Well, we're, we're quoting early Stewie Griffin and not the last ten years or, of, or so of episodes that we haven't watched.
1: Yeah, I was going to say we would have had to watch it to, exactly. to know that. Okay.
0: Let's start with... Uh, the thing you reminded me about from, yes. a, from needing to go back... We need to go back in the Wayback Machine just a couple of weeks. Because this was awesome. Go, go ahead. Tell us why it was awesome.
1: Uh, because the week before 4th of July, I believe. Is my timing right?
0: That sounds right.
1: Okay. We had, on Monday Night Raw, a women's gauntlet match. Yep. That was good. Yep. We had, on SmackDown, a women's Money in the Ladder
0: Money in, the Mo- bank. Money
1: in the bank ladder match. I it I'll get words together. You're working on it in a minute. Anyway, we had that, and yep. then on NXT we had a. They called it last man standing match. I'm calling it the last woman standing match. Yep. And all three were excellent.
0: All three were excellent. If we're remembering correctly, all three were the main event of their. I
1: know at least two of them were. I cannot remember for sure about Monday Night Raw.
0: I, f- I feel like it was. I can't I, remember. I, I'm I'm almost 100 percent certain that it was. Um,
1: it should have been if it wasn't. So
0: there yeah. you go. And uh, actually, now I think about it, was was the ladder match the main event of SmackDown that week? Yeah, I thought it was. I it, it almost had to have been, but I know for sure on NXT that that I mean that that was uh, of the three that was the best.
1: It was really good,
0: but but if you look at each one, uh, because what I remember, and it has been a couple of weeks, so hopefully I'm remembering correctly.
1: And we've been on a trip, and the whatnot, yeah,
0: yeah. We've slept a few times since then, Um, but the gauntlet match, uh, Nia Jax basically ran through everybody until uh, until Sasha Banks at the end, Uh, and it's the best. It's the best I can remember. Nia Jax looking, she looked great. Uh, as far as performance yep. goes. She did a fantastic job. And the job. crowd
1: had really gotten behind they, her.
0: They were solidly behind her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not, not to say they weren't behind Sasha, because, I mean, she's Sasha, she, she's yeah. Sasha so she's going to get her backing. Um, and it wasn't one of those situations, which we're seeing more of lately, where uh, the fans get really, really behind somebody that maybe wasn't expected to have that yeah. support. And then when it looks like things are not going to go their way, the crowd starts crapping on whatever's happening. Uh, there's more and more of that happening lately. Um, it didn't happen quite as much in this match which is a good thing because yeah. I didn't win and it could have really it could have really tainted everything. Um, but overall it was a good match and I thought Nia looked great. Yeah. And I have no, no real qualm with Sasha winning it other than just my general qualms with how they're Portraying I thought on Raw this was when you
1: pulled the trigger on Naya. Yeah. Myself, but that's fine.
0: And they're doing, they are doing so many things right with Alexa Bliss right now oh. that, that putting her with Sasha almost guarantees that you're going to have a really a, a solid match. Yeah. You're going to have a better match with Alexa and Sasha than you are with Alexa and Naya at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, because Alexa needs somebody that's closer to her size to really to really amplify the things that she well, does well in the ring right now.
1: And you need at least one person to be good on the mic. Yeah. And Na and Sasha aren't there yet. No. Sasha's bad on the mic. Sasha, that's probably an unpopular opinion. I don't think it's as
0: unpopular as you might think. I think she is so much better on the mic as a heel. True. I, I, true. I think that's, that's the big problem is that she hasn't settled into a good uh a, a good she doesn't have a good baby face voice. And this Monday it was as bad as I've seen. She was almost back to heal Sasha giving a babyface promo. Yeah. Uh or no it, it may not have been it I, it was on uh Raw Talk after uh okay. After I know what you're talking about the yeah. most recent uh, but
1: we'll that gets into a whole other thing. So we'll just
0: skip that. Uh but uh but, yeah, she was she was very heel in that interview. Um,
1: the SmackDown? Yes. Lighter match? Yes. Ended exactly the way it should have ended on the pay-per-view. Yes.
0: If, if that had been the finish, uh, if uh, Ellsworth getting involved, but his involvement not directly leading to the finish of the match. Yes. That's, that's how it happened on SmackDown. If that's how it had happened uh, at Money in the Bank, no qualms whatsoever.
1: I still don't love it, but in the way that I'm not supposed to love it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Not it's, it's in not,
1: the way that makes me want to throw things.
0: It does not fly in the face of everything that they've yes. that they have they say they've been trying to do with the women over the last couple of years. Uh, it's it, it fits much, much better. It's uh, it still fits the character of James Ellsworth. It still clearly fits the character of Carmella. Um And gives gives her something to latch on to that's going to help potentially help her down the road because she needs she legitimately needs the most help she the most she needs the most help of of the women on SmackDown right now uh, other than Lana which is a a completely different uh, argument um, that that I want to touch on for just a second Um, because over the last how long has Rusev been around three. Years four years. I really can't remember. Uh, La- Lana has been a big part of uh, of the the Rusev storyline over the years, and um, I
1: love her in that capacity.
0: She solidified herself as one of the top heels on 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 the brand uh, without having to do anything in the ring. But she she the... was great. She was great on the mic as a heel. She was great as as that outside. Uh, uh, support for the heel Rusev, she did a really good job with it, and I don't, I don't fault her for wanting to wrestle. I was That's
1: all. the problem, with the exception of maybe Renee Young.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, definitely Renee Young. Everybody else wants to wrestle. Yeah. Like I can't speak for Charlie Caruso. I don't know what kind of background she's got. Right. But JoJo started yes. as a wrestler. Yes. Lana wants to be a. Ra- they all want to wrestle, which is awesome. Right. In one half, but then they're overlooking something yeah. that was great about the 80s and 90s, and mm-hmm. that is the valet manager, and especially yeah. what they could do with it now.
0: Yes. It's a much... M- what they were doing with it, with Lana. Yeah. That was the perfect exa- it example. It was a very
1: meaty role. Yes. and
0: it, It's a perfect example of what you could do with that role if you do it correctly. Uh, and what we're getting ready to see with the Mae Young Classic is there's at least... 32 women on this planet who can come in and and do an awesome tournament with uh, and, and and I'm not necessarily saying that these are the top 32 women they clearly they're not they're because, not no because you don't have the women on on the WWE roster that belong in a tournament like that or even on you don't the have NXT Ruby roster. Riot, you, don't you don't have Oscar yeah. you don't, don't have, have Charlotte a, yeah. you don't that there's there's so many that you don't have but then there's so many that you do it's close to the cruiserweight classic in that it's got several of the top women, and it's got several that you're like, that, like the Ho-Ho Loon from the Cruiserweight Classic, That yeah. you're like, okay, they brought him because he's Chinese. And, I mean... And because, you know, they, they feel like they can tap into something by having him on a couple of times.
1: Because Veda Scott... Is not.
0: Beta Scott should totally be, be in it. Yeah,
1: but uh, I'll admit I haven't watched a lot of Ring of Honor lately. I don't know if she's been in more. I don't of think a think she's really ballet doing... manager role. I don't again. know that she's
0: doing much of anything with Ring of Honor right now. She's been working heavier with some other indies. I yeah. Uh, and and I'm and to be totally honest, I don't know that I've seen her wrestle, but I've seen so enough. So maybe that's yeah. So I, you know, maybe that makes sense. But I've seen enough to know that that she probably fits more than a couple of the women toward the bottom of the list in the Mae Young Classic Uh, all that aside all this is to say which was a championship match against Naomi at uh, Money in the Bank Uh, she should not have looked as good as, as they tried to make her look in that match they booked that match to make her look like somebody that could come in and legitimately challenge for a championship right off the bat
1: you have to make Lana look strong
0: she, I think I remember saying that. Yes, you did. That night. And I'm... That, yeah. That it, they don't have Eva Marie in to to trot out there as the female Roman anymore. So Lana fits that bit. And to
1: go back to Eva Marie for just a second. Yes. Eva Marie as a manager of LA...
0: Would have been perfect. I have
1: zero problem with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Zero. None whatsoever. It was... When she's trained with Brian Kendrick, and I'll admit, I was the one that bought all in. I thought, okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna... I was watching her videos on Instagram. It's it's what made me willing to really, give her a chance. She's really working hard. Yeah. I am totally up for giving this girl a chance when she comes back to NXT. Yeah. And then... It did never not mind. work. Uh, because she just... It's not her... It's not her...
0: It's not her wheelhouse. It's not
1: her wheelhouse. It's yeah, not. it's just not.
0: And and kind of the same thing with Lana. Not quite as bad, to be to be fair. Uh, I did see a couple of clips of some NXT house shows where she wrestled, and she and she she looked just good enough to make you think that she could come in and wrestle some matches and not totally embarrass herself. Yeah. And and again, to be fair, she did not embarrass herself against Naomi. She, I mean, she clearly looked very very new. Very green would be the mm-hmm. phrase they would use, um, but uh, all of that aside, she that they have no business booking her in a championship match where she maybe didn't look dominant, but she but she was carrying that match against Naomi, yeah. and it's not Naomi's fault; it's the way they booked it, and then to have her come out the next two. Times against Naomi else, get to get two more chances on SmackDown against Naomi at the championship and get beat and then get beat again. Yeah, it makes no sense. There's there's no logic or there's no logic to that at all. Which should we be expecting logic? Clearly, the last the, some of the events of the last week tell the, us otherwise.
1: The last week, week and a half with WWE mm-hmm. has been so much right. Yeah. And so much yeah. so wrong. Just to make sure that so we, so wrong.
0: Just to make sure that we touch on all of the things we talked about with uh, these women's matches, um, <clears throat> and just because it was so much better than the other two, the asuka Nikki Cross they last women's standing the house down. match, main event of NXT from I think two weeks ago, it is totally. If, if you haven't seen it, it, is totally worth going back and watching. Um, I am 150% all in on the Nikki Cross character. Yeah, and I... it disturbs me just a
1: little <laughs> bit how much you seem to like the short, crazy brunette.
0: Yes. I, it, As
1: being your short, um, probably certifiably crazy, brunette wife. So well, why would that bother you? Occasionally. Why would that bother you? It doesn't bother me. It just... um. It, it makes me feel feelings about how I am, maybe?
0: <laughs> does it make you feel like you could go toe-to-toe with Asuka in The Last Woman Standing No, match? it
1: does not make me feel that. <laughs> it, it makes me feel like maybe I'm a little crazier than I'd like to admit.
0: Maybe it's the accent.
1: I don't have that accent.
0: You don't. And her accent is awesome.
1: Her accent is awesome, but now it's concerning in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but just uh, how they... She's a breath of fresh air because of the oh, way, because her. of because of what they're allowing her to do right now, and for that reason, I don't want to see her on the main roster anytime soon. Because then Vince will see something he doesn't like. We'll get to that in a minute. Oh, too.
1: he won't like her at all. Yeah, he'll hate her.
0: Yeah. Uh, but all that being said, the match was fantastic. The finish was excellent. Yes. Um, and I, 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 I want to see Nikki get another chance at some point. Uh, I am looking forward to. Oscar uh, and uh, Ember Moon getting back involved again. Yeah. Just because I don't think we got that stellar match out of the two of them at the Takeover before WrestleMania. That we did that not. We hoped it was good. Get. it was a good match. It was not what the two of them are capable of putting on. Exactly. So I, I want to I, I want to see that. Um. And if they decide to keep this Oscar undefeated streak, can. Uh, ongoing out of that i don't think i'll have a problem with it uh, i just want to see that match to be all that it can be yeah because I, th- I think they can put on a, a fantastic show um speaking of a fantastic show um i'm glad that we're a couple of days later on recording this podcast than than what we might have been had we done what we wanted to because it gives us an opportunity yeah to talk about this um yeah. Anybody that's listened to our to our ramblings more than a few times has probably heard us mention talking smack, and which... how
1: awesome it is. Yes. Slash was yeah. what? So, Why am I having to say was I don't WWE? Know. I should not be having to say was in regard to talking smack.
0: You're 100 percent correct. Uh, over the last year, um, after SmackDown previously immediately after smackdown and then once 205 live started after 205 live uh you had about a 20 to 30 minute uh show backstage show at a desk uh with uh hosted by renee young and most of the time daniel bryan but occasionally shane mcmahon and occasionally somebody else and Um, let's be
1: honest it is it's it was its best when hosted by by renee young and daniel bryan Bryan.
0: absolutely that's when it was absolutely at its best yes um mostly out of character which is out of character for WWE to allow this to happen to the extent that it did but that's why it was that's part of why it was so refreshing that uh, Renee and Daniel Bryan were, were it was unscripted it, uh, it was just them talking to the talent um,
1: and giving the talent a chance to shine and grow and so many did or some of them just exemplified what they were already doing Yes, the Miz being the forefront of that, that
0: this, that's going to be part of my argument for why the sudden random and completely surprising to almost everybody cancellation of Talking Smack was a bad wrong decision Um,
1: (laughs) Bad wrong. Bad wrong. Bad wrong. Bad wrong. wrong. wrong.
0: Um, First of all, let's point that out. Uh, Renee Young and Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan who is also the figurehead general manager of SmackDown, uh, neither one of them were alerted that Talking Smack was being canceled. They found out about it on Twitter from people who tweeted it out. That is insane because um, both
1: of them are also very active on Twitter. yes I mean I think Daniel Bryan has somebody basically running his Twitter account for him. Mm-hmm. best I can tell Renee Young does not right. it's what she does in airports when she's waiting for flight right. she is I, I follow her on all the platforms right and she's very active on right. I, I, maybe she is on Snapchat I don't know right. I had to delete that but anyway. Yeah.
0: Um, and here, here's what we think we know and I say I say think we know because we're talking about a show that was on the WWE Network and there, there are no reliable metrics for how many people are watching certain things on the WWE Network because the only people that are going to tell you how many people are watching something on WWE Network is WWE and when that's the case you gotta remember that no, there were not ninety-three thousand people in the Silver Dome at WrestleMania three. No, there were not a hundred and whatever thousand people at the WrestleMania we went to at Dallas. They inflate those numbers. It's happened pretty much the entirety of their existence. And it does
1: in every sporting event. Uh, yeah. It's, it's not just them, but they do. I don't it. care
0: that they, they do it. Um, so any number that they throw out there about about how many people are are watching or uh, watching certain things on the network. I don't trust. I would trust the number of subscribers because that's something that it ties directly into their stock. Yeah. And however many subscribers they say they have, that's probably what they've got. I, I'm. I, I won't. I won't tip the boat too far on that one. But um, here's what here's what we've what we've been told. WWE says, Talking Smack was canceled, at least partially because of lower viewership. Um, to combat that, what we have is uh, Dave Meltzer, probably the the most well known and respected professional wrestling journalist sure. uh, in in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah, he's been doing it for however many decades. Yeah. Um, he says, or, or he didn't say this actually. What I saw he tweeted was that it was canceled because of low ratings. Mm-hmm. Somebody who. Uh, and I caught this through Reddit. Okay. Uh, somebody that subscribes to Wrestling Observer, which is Meltzer's thing, uh, went back looking at... And I don't know how Meltzer got his numbers, but he was reporting on viewership on the network. And Talking Smack was like consistently the second most viewed uh, uh, series on the network. On top of that, uh, Sports Illustrated.com, and I just saw this a couple hours ago, posted an article... Uh, uh, with using unnamed sources, which you know where that gets us. But I mean, who's going to come out and say, "Hey, yeah. use my name for this thing," so Vince can fire me? Yeah. Um, what they've said is that Talking Smack was fired because Vince was fired. Was, Talking Smack was, was fired. fired. It was. Fi- I'm saying fired because Vince did it. Uh, <laughs> it. It's what's in my head. Was canceled uh, because uh, Vince decided it did not serve. Uh, the 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 it, it it did not serve the best purposes for the company anymore.
1: And I don't understand that. And,
0: and the other thing that they said in that article that I think is really telling is, and and we've known this for a while, but Vince doesn't go to every live uh, broadcast anymore. He used Nor to, should he used to, he. and, and, and he shouldn't be expected should. to. Yeah. Uh, but what that tells me though is that when he's not going to these live events, he's also not watching. The, uh, the original content that's being uh, developed for his network. If he had been watching these things, he would, know, he would have known what Talking Smack was
1: from, a long, from, from
0: day one. Because it's been the same from the beginning. So what that tells me, most likely, is that sometime within, within the last couple of days or few weeks, Vince saw something on Talking Smack that he did not like and decided it's canon. probably
1: Shane and his stupid moonshine comment
0: it may have been it may have been
1: and not th- I don't Shane's moonshine comment did not bother me in the no. least but I'm so, but, sh- but he probably decided that that's not PG enough yeah. or something that they've done has e- not e- been PG enough either somebody
0: said or did something specific or he actually sat and watched more than half a second of something and saw that it wasn't uh, it wasn't completely PG and it wasn't completely in character And And it's on their
1: network. So what does it matter if it's PG or not? Exactly. Slap a sticker on the beginning of it. Exactly. Camp WWE is certainly not PG, the little bit of it we attempted to watch. Yeah. And now, I'm going to get back on my horse because I found out for sure that Unfilter's canceled. Yeah, apparently. And that's stupid. Because that was one camera guy. Yeah recording Renee talking to it had, I mean sure they did some stuff with like Ant Man and yeah. Star Wars yeah. here and there. Right. But it was mostly just Renee sitting down with various WWE people. Yeah. And talking to them. Right. It cost nothing. And it was enjoyable. Yeah.
0: And that's the talking smack argument too. Yeah. Because the the crew you need is already there. The talent you need is already there. It's they're not gonna be On site any longer uh, than they would be otherwise, especially now that you're that you're buffering uh, SmackDown and Talking Smack with Two O Five Live in the middle. So you're already doing something because you can hear it in the in the dang background. You can hear Two O Five Live matches going on while you're watching Talking Smack.
1: Three or four superstars
0: for twenty to thirty minutes. And they don't even have to be there the whole time. No. The, the ones that are on first carmella Carmella's and second, they got Seg gone. One on yeah. Talking Smack. She's yeah.
1: out of there right after that.
0: Yes. Um, I don't get it. Now, and
1: Renee I, and Daniel Bryan or Shane are the only ones that are having to stay the full and whatever, minutes. And whatever
0: crew is recording and doing sound and doing graphics and whatever. But they're already there. They're, they're already there, presumably, working on SmackDown. So what's the big 205 deal? Or two hundred five live. Or two hundred five live. Um, the, I mean, for a second, to play devil's advocate, we don't know what it costs to do these things. We don't know how, uh, I, I you know, pay structure, what, whatever, how, how all this works out. Maybe there's something there. Probably not. What it boils down to is it's their network and they're going to and and again it's their network so they're going to do whatever they want with it but you've got this show take viewership aside for a second talking smack moves the needle on social media
1: Even- people
0: talk about it people people uh, uh, and and the reason part of the reason I'm I'm probably so adamant about this is because Reddit feeds into this. Yes. Squared Circle. Everybody on Squared Circle is all about talking smack. That night and the next morning, most of the links are something that somebody said or did on talking smack, and yeah. how awesome it was or how hilarious. Kevin or Owens whatever. is wonderful on that. He's there. gold on Kevin
1: it. Owens and Renee's dynamic. Yeah. Is well, a, is about equal to the Miz and Daniel Bryan's. Yeah.
0: Well, and you want to talk about about the Miz and talk about the Usos talking smack is almost directly responsible for the resurgence of the Miz and this complete character shift for the Usos. Yeah. Two things that are working really really well on weekly TV that were born on Talking Smack.
1: I could not care less about the Usos without Talking Smack. I think they're both really nice guys Mm -hmm. but I don't care about them until they get on Talking Smack they cut great promos on there. Yeah,
0: and it's it's Alexa
1: in, Bliss. Yeah, was held. Um, not she wasn't made on Talking Smack because she's great. Right, she's gonna be made wherever she. But goes. she. But she really.
0: She along with the Miz, they are yeah. probably the two that are the most like their on-screen characters when they're on Talking Smack or Raw Talk or whatever. They they and are, Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens. But I mean, when Cena's on it, Cena is Cena. He's just laid back. Cena. Ambrose was. Ambrose is not quite what he was on the Stone Cold podcast, but he's still a little. Oh, let
1: me go back to that. No, let I know it's his wife, so clearly he's going to be more comfortable with her. Right. Let Renee interview him with anything big you want, because he is so much more relaxed. Yes. And such a better interview than with Stone Cold trying to get to get him to admit he was beat as a child or right. whatever he was trying to get him to admit to. Right. Because that made all the difference in the world. Right. If you go back and watch the unfiltered mm. that Renee did with him and the one that she did with Roman Reigns, mm. I love that Roman Reigns. I would yeah. buy a shirt yeah. of that Roman for totally. that Roman Reigns. Totally. Not the one mm-hmm. that they try to present you with. Right. That guy I want his shirt. I want his pint glass.
0: Well, and I want to see him weekly. Yeah. In that character in the ring.
1: But who they're trying to make him into is not eh, working. Maybe not so much.
0: Yeah, like I mean, like you said before we recorded, he he attempted vehicular manslaughter, and he's still a face. Yes. Not only that, he's still you're still trying to portray him as your top face, and we're having to to explain to a kid who's watching in a in what's supposed to be a PG environment. Why Roman Reigns is not in prison right now.
1: I mean, and fair enough. He made a great point when he looked at Kurt Angle and Brock and uh, who else was in the ring? I can't remember. Joe. Joe I guess Heyman. he was talking about Paul Heyman hmm. and said, you know, you guys were part of the uh, Attitude, Attitude Era. era. Yeah. This happened every week on the Attitude He has a point. Oh, yeah. Fair it's, enough. Yeah,
0: he's absolutely got a point.
1: But still... We're not supposed to be in that era anymore, so...
0: And as a brief aside, that whole segment in the ring just further accentuated how how far... loved that. But how far away Roman is from from being what they want him to be. Yeah. Because Brock was awesome. Brock, Brock, they they really choose their spots with him on the mic. I thought it worked really well. Joe is... not a
1: big Brock person, Mm -hmm. so...
0: But Joe was awesome in that scenario. Heyman is, is always gold anyway. And if you can get, if you can knock that thousand-yard stare off of Kurt Angle's face, and remind him that he's, you know, in the ring and supposed to be doing something, he's not quite where Mick was when he was in that role, no, but he's, he's, but he's, no. he's in the area. Uh, he he still serves a pretty good role too. Um, as far as talking smack goes, um, it was unscripted. It felt fresh. It allowed. Everybody to to stretch themselves and find different things about about themselves that they could bring to their character, um, and in the end, it, it was wasn't, goofy, and it, that's it, probably it goof- why they got canceled. It was goofy it and natural fun, mm-hmm. and it wasn't something that Vince Vince McMahon created and said, "Hey, this is fun. Tell everybody it's it fun." So they'll have forced. fun. It was not forced. Exactly, it's not forced, and. That's another way of saying it was not created specifically by the WWE machine, and when that doesn't happen and it finds success, we lose it because Vince doesn't want it. Because Vince didn't make it.
1: And again, I'm usually not negative. I'm usually, okay, maybe I don't agree with this decision, but yeah. I'm not running that company. Right. So maybe I can't understand all the aspects.
0: Right. No. Right. I don't
1: need to understand all the aspects in this. This right. was a stupid, And to yeah. not... I think I kind of trailed off earlier, but to not tell two superstars that are very active on their social media yeah. about it beforehand, you are just asking for so much trouble. Yeah. It's just stupid. Yeah. Tell Renee Young that her shows aren't getting picked up mm-hmm. before she finds out on Twitter. Right. Because you're not putting her in a good situation. You're not putting yourself in a good situation. Right. Right. You are expecting her to react exactly the way she did, mm-hmm. which was very negative mm-hmm. and finished up her tweet with, I guess I'll go back to welcoming my guest at this time. Yeah. But, the thing is, will she? Because they've already got
0: they got uh, all A robot other girl.
1: I can't remember her name. I,
0: yeah. But, I, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember her name. And
1: I'm her. not trying to be mean about that, but... But
0: she's very robotic. <laughs> but
1: I, I remember Charlie Caruso's name because she is not. Charlie's fine. Charlie's fine. The, the
0: other girls got a long way to go, but... And
1: Kathy Kelly. I like Kathy, Kathy Kelly. fine. I like her, too.
0: Again, she. but again, she's kind of goofy. So... So she's not going to last long, either. Yeah. Uh, I just... Just again, from a network perspective, uh, we pay ten dollars a month for the WWE Network, and I figure the vast majority of the people who who do so uh, are doing so for the pay per views, which is totally fine, and it's it's an un it's still an unbelievable value. It's a steal. That regardless. could be the only thing they have on the network, and it would be an unbelievable value, but they. They talk about wanting to blow things out of the water and give you so much so much bang for your buck, and they still do that by having all the old pay-per-views and all the old Raws and SmackDowns, and now they've got the WWE version of ECW and on top of the actual ECW. They've got so much stuff on there for you to go through that you're still getting your money's worth. What bothers me is when you create something that worked so well for a year and was, was generating... Positive word of mouth for your company was—I don't know if it was bringing in new fans or not—but it it had to have been bringing in some some old fans who were lapsed just just because they were they heard, hey, they're giving you something that's a little bit closer to to something real and tangible and not fake and saccharine and forced like most of WWE is. And again, bottom line. It wasn't that. It wasn't that forced, uh, fake just, stuff that they that they want their company to look like, and therefore it's gone.
1: I just know outside of us watching NXT mm-hmm. and the pay-per-views, yeah, whatever you want to call them. I yeah, don't, yeah. You, Brody watches two hundred five live every week.
0: Yeah, and and to, to be fair, I watched it for the first time in a while this week, and it was. A lot better than what I remembered it had yeah. been previously.
1: I that's that's I'm glad he watches it yeah. because he tells me what's going on. Yeah, but outside of that, the only things I ever ever open our network for are I watch Talking Smack every week, yeah. or I I watched Talking Smack every week. Right, maybe not on. It was hardly ever on Tuesday night. I will admit to that. It yeah. was usually more of a Thursday Friday thing for me. Right, but I watched it every week. Right. And I watched Unfiltered. Yeah. So,
0: well, basically,
1: and, they're just saying that my viewership doesn't count. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and look at the list of things that have been on the network that aren't there anymore that, that fit a similar bill to Talking Smack in that they probably didn't cost much to make. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, again, when you've got your own network... You don't have to worry about what your broadcast schedule is. It's all on demand. People can watch it whenever they want. So Talking Smack is on that list. Unfiltered is mm-hmm. on that list. Some of the first things I can remember us watching when we got the network uh, was uh, the, the Countdown show.
1: And I loved it. The I'm countdown a sucker show. sucker Countdown show. Yeah.
0: And the Countdown show became the list and now both of those are gone.
1: It's basically Kathy Kelly doing a four minute Thing yeah. on Facebook Live yeah. or whatever, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, and again, that's a clip show of, of uh, material that you have uh, in your vault, have had forever, with some other stuff spliced in because you've got to have people talking about it. They there's it, it's VH1,
1: they have taken away all the original programming yeah. that I watched.
0: I watched a couple of the uh, the Legends with JBL It's been interviews. canceled, too. It was canceled, too. And, again, no production value. It's JBL and a guy talking to each other for 30 minutes. Probably
1: while you've got something else going on. And, yeah. Oh, and then back on it, speaking about Renee Young yeah. they've got her f- taking a red eye flight to New York every Friday or one Friday a month or whatever uh-huh. to do this vintage collection with me and Jean which I would watch mm-hmm. but you cannot find it Yeah, it's it's not listed it, under programming you can't find it on YouTube it, it just, why it, is it the makes poor me, girl having to wonder, leave
0: Nevada it makes me wonder if they're just getting a bunch of episodes ready to dump on the network at once no, they've been doing it for years. For years. It's gotta be out there. She has
1: been fall follow- she has been having to take red eyes. She's been having to like separate the couple hours she might have with Ambrose, John Moxley, John Good, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Her husband. Yeah. She's been having to take a flight early on Friday morning for a couple hours to shoot something with me, Jean. Yeah. That you can't And not find anywhere. Yeah. I've looked for it. I'd like to watch it. Right. It's not there. Yeah. I don't get it.
0: But, I mean, that's... Again, that's just another... What are they doing scenario of a company that's run by a 70-year-old man who may be going senile. So, and that's, that's not to be mean or rude or anything. It's... I mean... I so, uh, I think I've referenced before. Somebody uh, found an article about founder syndrome. Yes. Uh, and related it directly to WWE, and it makes sense. It's uh, it's where the company starts to take on mm-hmm. the the characteristics of its owner when they've been around for so long. And uh, I mean, he's been ar- he's been doing this for a really long time, and he's obviously very good at it, or he wouldn't he wouldn't be in the, the company, wouldn't be in a situation that yeah. it's in. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, they deserve. He deserves credit, but at some point, uh, you know, Raiders fans will talk about Al Davis and you Jerry know, Jones.
1: I, I'm sitting next to somebody <laughs> I, it,
0: At some point, it becomes relevant conversation. Uh, so, how long does this go on? Um. Anyway, like we said, compliment sandwich. Um. The the top bread on this sandwich is the fact that uh, over the last week or so we're seeing some uh, some mentions some uh, some recollection of the fact that there used to be this group called The Shield
1: that and I'll just go ahead and say it Great Balls of Fire while a horribly named aside, show aside
0: from the name everything was about that show was an excellent show
1: good. it was very entertaining was a
0: good show um, but uh looking at this stuff with The Shield um, among the things that happened at Madison Square Garden last week at a Friday house show um, one of them being AJ Styles surprisingly winning uh, the US Championship from Kevin Owens which almost never happens on house shows anymore um, was uh, a tag match uh, featuring Rollins and Mm Reigns and uh, either toward the end or after the match the crowd is chanting for Ambrose uh, those three, for those who don't know, were the members of the Shield. Yeah. Uh, faction that broke up a few uh, a few years ago. Um, Rollins before the show ends grabs the mic and uh, I forget exactly how he said it, but it was but basically Ambrose is not here tonight. But the good news is we hear you. Um, he said
1: something about Ambrose is probably already fifteen beers in.
0: R- yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah.
1: In reality, Ambrose had probably already left to try to see his wife for three hours right. since they've separated them on shows and yeah. everything in between. Exactly. But
0: but um, pretty much ever since The Shield broke up, and especially since uh, a few members of uh, the Bullet Club, uh, a, a big uh, faction that was born in New Japan wrestling, uh, since some of those members started jumping over to WWE, people have been... Been throwing out that dream scenario of uh, yes. the Shield reuniting and taking on Bullet Club, uh, pre- uh, preferably at WrestleMania, because it would be such a such a fantastic wrestling and it, moment.
1: It will probably happen at this year's WrestleMania because it will be the first yeah. in three years that we will not have been to.
0: Well, yeah. but well, that's and fine. and the the reason I'll rain on that parade just a little bit is again Bullet Club not a Vince McMahon slash WWE creation.
1: And they can't call it Bullet and Club. And they can't
0: call it Bullet Club. So, you know, is this, is this going to come to be that there's still a good chance that that won't happen. There's a very solid chance, regardless of what Brody would like you to believe, that The Shield will get back together at some point. Yes. Especially now that it's been referenced on WWE TV, uh, with, uh, Ambrose uh, was being jumped in the ring. Rollins came out to save him and you go backstage. And, and my
1: heart melted
0: it, a lot. Because you're all about Ambrose and Rollins on TV together at the same time.
1: I am. They they can be fighting one another. I don't care.
0: Yeah. It really doesn't matter what they're doing. It's They it's, just
1: have really good chemistry together.
0: It's, it's gold. Um, Ambrose is all, why'd you do that? I don't need your help. I still don't trust you. Blah, 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 blah. That whole thing. Um, so and then then the the show ends with rollins getting beat down and ambrose coming out to save him and they don't say anything to each other so where is it gonna go that's the that's one of the classic wrestling tropes to to end a show um but the more these things start to happen the more you think how how could it look what what could actually happen with a shield reunion um and a scenario I came up with uh, just off the top of my head tonight, mm-hmm. which, uh, which, uh, to be fair, I, I I don't I don't fantasy book that that much, and when I do, I don't go really in depth with my thinking process. So I'm I'm probably not breaking any new ground with what I came up with here. But um, Emily has mentioned that the last few house shows Ambrose has been tagging with Finn Balor.
1: I keep getting the pictures on my feed on different things
0: and it's it's such an interesting pairing that it's it is an interesting it, it's pairing. good stuff yeah uh but finn balor member of the bullet club when he was in new japan um other bullet club members currently in wwe include aj styles and uh luke gallows and carl anderson uh aj on smackdown the other three on raw mm-hmm. so my scenario is um we get uh Rollins and Reigns reuniting um, under the auspices of completely reforming the shield and having to convince Dean Ambrose to make the team complete. Dean,
1: make, make my heart complete? Make your heart complete. Make my heart complete. Yes. yes okay.
0: Dean continues to fight this because he still does not trust Seth Rollins for betraying them in the first place, and
1: who can blame him, Justin? Yes, who can blame his
0: him? heart has been hardened. Uh, he's been d- betrayed, despite the fact that that Rollins has appeared to uh, to have atoned. Uh, uh, of course, what has he done to do that? But he's at least acting like a guy that 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 wants to be apologetic. Yeah, in, yeah. in a way. Um, but Rollins... he had those sad puppy dog eyes. <laughs> yeah, he he does do that for a little. Yeah. Uh, so Rollins and Reigns are back together and, hey, Dean, come back and join us so we can be the shield. Nah, I'm not going to do that. Rollins is still a punk. Um, so Rollins and Reigns get together. Okay, we've if, if he's not going to join us, we're just going to turn heel and start to beat the crap out of him. Uh, so Balor joins the fray as Ambrose's number two. And you have a you have a series there. You, you could even make that a, a a slightly drawn out feud if you wanted to for a while. Um, yeah, if
1: you want to just stomp on my heart for a little exactly. while, exactly. Yeah, we could but, do that. But it would
0: be the but it would be a good way to do it. Sure. Uh, because you've got uh, uh, you've got okay. Rollins and Reigns solidify themselves as a, as an actual heel tag team and cheat to win, mm-hmm. or. Ambrose and Balor win but get beat down after matches or okay. one of them gets beat down backstage so that it's two on- one handicap and that keeps rotating or whatever and, and eventually maybe you let Alan or you, you let uh, Ambrose and uh, Balor get a win maybe you don't who knows who cares yeah the end game is at some point uh, in the ring Ambrose turns on Balor cementing a heel shield, a fully heel shield, all three of them, mm-hmm. which would be nuclear, because I still feel like, uh, Rollins is clearly a good heel. Uh, people would buy into Ambrose as a heel if he were allowed to be a heel. Reigns is already a heel, and I feel like if they started actually portraying him as one that the, the crowd would just go ballistic for it. Um, but the three of them have turned, reformed, Heel stable as the shield, attacking Balor, who is then, of course, saved by Gallows and Anderson, reforming whatever they want to call every bit of it. Their version of of the Bullet Club and the the feud has a new permutation and continues for however long you want it to. Building the WrestleMania. Excellent. It won't happen.
1: It won't. Just like my Fatal Four Way that I want for. What's the next raw?
0: Uh, is it SummerSlam? It's the well the next one after Battleground is SummerSlam.
1: Battle well, Okay, so SummerSlam. Yeah, cuz I want Joe Reigns Braun and Brock in a Fatal 4-Way. Instead yeah. of just a one-on-one. But uh,
0: And and I actually think that may be getting kicked around.
1: People really like Joe and Brock.
0: Yes. The uh, Oh, they did such a fantastic job with that. They at, really did. At great balls I, of fire, I could um,
1: not care less about Brock Lesnar, as I've stated many, many times before. Mm, but that was good.
0: the The match was well done. The what's happened so far with the storyline was well done. It's compelling. Again, you're letting Joe go out there and just cut loose. Yeah. Uh, and he's really good at it.
1: And to backpedal, okay. this kind of stomps on the compliment sandwich.
0: Nah. Go ahead. We'll make it a big mac. Go ahead.
1: Okay, um as much as it pains to say me as much as it pains me to say I will get words out straight here mm-hmm. it, me even having to say this is is making my brain malfunction uh-huh. um back to the talking smack thing, yeah, the horrible baron Corbin. <laughs> Was even slightly entertaining on Talking Smack. The,
0: the most, the most entertaining portions of Baron Corbin so far have been his moments on Talking Smack. Uh, and, and again, it's it it is another instance of somebody being buoyed by what they're doing on Talking Smack. Um, so,
1: not that I looked forward to his segments on Talking Smack.
0: Oh, come on, big banter,
1: but. He usually was pretty good on there. Yes, that's was. his. That's the only morsel I'm willing <laughs> to lay out. Yep. In reference to Baron Corbin. Yeah. Is he was not that bad on talking smack.
0: That's true. I gotta find another piece of bread to to top off our our now. Uh, compliment Big Mac. Well, I mean, it's uh, just
1: even the people they're trying to get over, we're getting over. Yeah. On Talking Smack. Yeah. And no, let's not do that anymore. Right. People like it.
0: Yeah. Uh, l- let me, let me further on 205 Live just a little bit. And I know you haven't seen it this week. I haven't. Um, but, uh, and, uh, not to throw another negative in there, but Austin Aries, uh. Oh, yeah. I- I- I'm, I'm sad to see him not around anymore, whatever the reason is. There's, pe- people say things, whatever. He was great on TV. Um. Yeah, um, I don't
1: know what it took it, to get to that point, but he was good on TV. He, yeah,
0: he was. Um, and sorry to see him not around anymore uh, in a WWE capacity. Uh, that said, this week's 205 Live was, uh, was quite good. Um, and if they're going to start doing these kind of things a little bit more often, it's going to give people something more to sink their teeth into. Um, the other part of the 205 Live talking smack argument uh-huh. is... Hey, if Talking Smack's numbers were down, is it because they sandwiched 205 totally to Live that. in the middle and didn't do Talking Smack right after SmackDown like yeah, they been it's... doing? I, 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 I didn't mean to sidetrack us, but that's that's a point. Well,
1: I'm... WWE seems to be of the opinion that, th- that we have nothing else to do other than watch wrestling. Yeah. And I wish that was the case most weeks. Right. But it's not. We got jobs. We got kids. Mm-hmm. We got that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: Again, two o five live this week ended with uh, a with an I quit match between uh, Cedric Alexander and Noam Dar. Two okay. guys that I'm that I'm totally cool with. I think they're great in the ring, yeah. and I, I think uh, Noam Dar as a character uh, is very underrated. Um, it was a really solid match. It was a really fun match. Um, ostensibly it was all built around alicia fox's involvement she was with cedric she s- switched over to noam dar um and uh apparently over the last few weeks uh they have been sowing the seed of well noam is getting a little tired of alicia fox's crap yeah and so dar loses the match uh ha- having to say i quit to end the match of course uh and then uh, proceeds to say, "Well, Alicia, I'm, I'm quitting you too," and and just letting letting off a, a wonderful tirade uh, good, uh, yeah. against against a crazy Alicia Fox. Um, and I, I just thought it was very well done. If they're going to try to do more of those kind of things, then that makes two of five live that much more watchable. Uh, next week, they're going to have a two out of three falls match with um, Mustafa Ali and Drew Gulak. Oh, that um, should
1: actually be really good.
0: And, the, and, again, a little bit of story attached to this match. Uh, pretty much since the start of 205 Live, Drew Gulak has been having his little crusade against high flyers, and mm-hmm. people shouldn't be mm-hmm. jumping off the top rope and doing all this flippy stuff. They should be wrestling. Yeah. Um, two weeks ago, uh, he had a match, and I, I think it was against Ali, where he, he went up to the top rope and and... and People were wondering he's actually going up to the top rope. What's he going to do? And the crowd starts reacting to it, yeah, and and basically coaxing him into jump. And and of course he jumps and misses his move and loses the match. Um, of course. So on this week's two five live, he came out and apologized for letting down all the people that never wanted to see him jump. Uh, he, he was climbing the ropes because he wanted a better view of the match to to see <laughs> to to figure out what he needed to do next. And then he was coaxed into jumping against his will. Uh, but uh, to make up for it, he's challenging Ali to two out of three false match. So a- again, a very simple, yeah. Uh, but uh, a- again, kind of a different take on 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 a you know a storyline conceit that I think uh, just just makes that a little bit more fun. So maybe two five live is turning a corner, and I and I don't want to uh, I don't want to you know not watch 205 live because of what uh, any role that it might have had in talking smack getting canceled again it's vince it it probably had no because they
1: should have known okay well we might not get the ratings for talking smack that we've been getting if we make people wait an hour but yeah uh
0: future wise get ready for the the Young classic uh talked about it briefly a moment ago but
1: Uh, Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about this week. Thanks, WWE. That is what (laughs) I wanted to talk about. Again, so much right. Right. So much wrong. But
0: apparently, uh, uh, we've still got a few weeks before they actually start broadcasting it on the network. Uh, But 32 of the top female wrestlers on the planet all coming in together for... Uh, what should be a fantastic tournament. Really looking forward to it. And well,
1: we'll see how long Justin can go without spoiling any of the results for me. Since I'm, you've
0: I, already read all of them. I know what the final match is going to be already. Cause they've Why already would been you recorded. do that to yourself? Because it's what I do, okay? So, You're I know, fine. but I'm not going to tell you a thing. And I've already i I've already warned you stay off Twitter or off of certain uh, Twitter accounts or you'll know what the final match is going to be. And I don't want you to be spoiled.
1: So So far, I know nothing.
0: Well, hopefully it'll stay that way. Other than
1: Candace is in it and that made me happy.
0: Okay. Hopefully it'll stay that way and we'll see what happens. So, uh, hopefully we come back here in a couple of weeks and we'll talk some more about that coming up. Yes. Stick around for Brody's (laughs) five minute, uh, wrap up, uh, He's all Bert.
1: fired up about something. I don't know.
0: He he really tried to convince us that our title for this week's episode should be Reigns is a Jerk. Uh, which actually makes for a great episode title. But we're going to have to come up with something different. So Yeah. Um, That's his
1: hashtag of the week.
0: That can be his hashtag of the week. Brody's hashtag of the week. Hashtag Reigns is a Jerk. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next time around. Bye.
2: Hey, it's Brody Miguel here. And did you see that wreck at Great Balls of Fire?
0: I saw it. Tell us what happened.
2: Well, Roman Reigns drove the ambulance into a big truck with Braun Strowman in it, and Roman Reigns is a big jerk!
0: Roman Reigns is a big jerk. Yes. I, I think a lot of people have been saying that for a while, but now they've got an even better reason to believe it, don't they?
2: For what?
0: The the Driving the ambulance into the truck. That was a yes. pretty jerk move, wasn't it? Yes! Can you believe he did that?
2: No. Why
0: do you think he did that?
2: For nothing.
0: What happened before he before he drove him into the truck? In the uh, ambulance. he right.
2: went. He put him through an LED, <coughs> and he speared himself into the ambulance.
0: That's the thing right there. I I think he was embarrassed. I think he was trying to spear Strowman, Strowman into the ambulance, and he missed, and that's why he lost the match. And he was so embarrassed that he decided to take it out on Braun
2: yeah what do you think about that Strowman got a piece of him
0: yeah yeah but I mean Strowman Strowman did some damage to him during the match too yeah alright what else do we need to talk about this week
2: Big Cass being a big jerk
0: Big Cass is a jerk too yeah so we just got jerks all over the place yeah why is Big Cass a jerk
2: for turning on Enzo for nothing
0: he gave a reason what was the reason he gave
2: that he wasn't a champion yet.
0: And that it was all uh, Enzo's fault, right?
2: It was not his fault. But
0: that's that's the reason he gave.
2: And, right. But Cass is just a liar.
0: <laughs> you think he's wrong?
2: Yes! Great is wrong, Cass attacked Enzo.
0: Well, no, he's not wrong about that, Brody. Cass admitted to it.
2: I don't know how Graves caught him. I don't know how that
0: happened. Yeah, you do. You saw it. How did he do it? Because Cass it. was faking. Well, but how did how did Graves know?
2: Because Cass was faking.
0: But how did he know Cass was faking? Because
2: what? of the camera.
0: But, yeah, because of the camera. So we saw it, and Cass admitted to doing it. So no, Graves is not wrong. He's right.
2: No. He is wrong
0: so you're just being and Graves
2: un- talks trash
0: so you're just being unreasonable because Graves gets on your nerves sometimes
2: what, when he talks trash
0: when he talks trash alright what's getting ready to happen what what show's getting ready to happen
2: Monday Night Raw and guess what Brains is a stupid number no one contender match against Joe Monday Night for Lesnar.
0: who do you think wins
2: Joe because of Reigns because being Reigns a jerk
0: Yep. What about the next pay per view? What we got coming up?
2: Battleground and the new day will defeat the Usos. Die
0: I can't believe that we're talking about Battleground and the first thing you went to was the New Day instead of Who? Who Xena. Exactly.
2: Cause Xena will beat Rusev too. Yeah. In the flag match.
0: In the flag match? You think he'll win? Yep. What else do you think will happen at Battleground? Do we even know what the other matches are yet?
2: The Punjabi prison match. Ah, that's
0: right. The
2: oddest stipulation I've ever heard of.
0: Why is it so odd?
2: Because Jinder's putting himself in Orton jail.
0: <laughs>
2: that's <laughs> the thing.
0: Who do you think's going to win it?
2: But who do you think?
0: Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. It depends, because it's, it's going to feed into SummerSlam. And I don't know if they want to have Orton fight somebody at SummerSlam for the title. Or if they want Gender to still have it. So it'll be interesting.
2: I don't know.
0: You know who I think the champion should be. Who? Nakamura. No! Why not?
2: Because Nakamura is a jerk.
0: Why is Nakamura a jerk?
2: Because he gets a police officer too. When did that happen? I know it in my imagination. Oh,
0: so you're making things up again. <laughs>
2: No, I'm not.
0: So we don't like Nakamura because of things that happened only in your brain. <laughs> That's not a good reason.
2: It is a good reason.
0: All right, we're wrapping up your five minutes. Anything else you got?
2: Here's a chance. A bros is a sissy. Abrose is a- Rose is a sissy. I don't
0: think you're ever going to hear that chant at a WWE event, Brody. Yes, I will. And if you try to start one, you'll be the only one chanting
2: it. <laughs> no, everyone will. No.
0: Well, well
2: and, and another Reigns is a sissy. No, that one doesn't Reigns is a sissy. That one
0: doesn't have the right rhythm. You have to come up with a better one for Reigns next time we record okay? Um,
2: hmm, let me come be,
0: be thinking about it and come up with it for the next podcast, okay?
2: Ranks is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Ranks is garbage. There you go. Ranks is garbage.
0: Now we're talking. Okay.
2: And hey, here's another one.
0: Now, save. we don't want to spend them all tonight.
2: Cass is a sissy. Cass is a sissy. Cass is a sissy.
0: All right. All right. Tell them bye. <laughs> bye! Special thanks to Royal Headache for their track Eloise, which you heard on this podcast. For this track and others, you can visit Royal Headache's page on freemusicarchive.org, or for their most recent album, High, you can go to royalheadache.bandcamp.com.